1: somebody I have to introduce to you now. It seems quite generous of him to tell you what he's in to discuss today. He is effectively trying to do himself out of a job, or at least a chunk of his job. Dr. Warwick Bishop is a Tasmanian cardiologist, the author of a new book called Have You Planned Your Heart Attack? Hello, Doctor.
0: Hello, Helen. How are you?
1: Well, indeed. Thank you. Can we jump back to, to 2005 to start this conversation, where a man survived a heart attack he had at a fun run, but how did he change the way you did your job anyway?
0: Look, I realised from the situation that this is a gentleman I'd seen a couple of years earlier. Um, I'd reassured him that everything seemed to be fine. I'd done everything that was standard at the time. I'd done nothing wrong, actually. And yet two years later, um, was part of the re- the team that resuscitated him by the side of the road. And that that challenges you. How, I went back and looked at the notes, and I thought, well, you know, I is there an opportunity to have given this man better forewarning. And at the time, there wasn't, actually.
1: How did that feel as a professional to know that he was beyond the limits of of your capacity?
0: Um, It it was a bit of a surprise. I actually used that story in the front of the book. Um, One of the things that was amazing was that he was really well looked after. There were people who helped. I pulled over because I was passing by, Uh, helped out, um, noticed it was a good outcome, I was telling my staff about it literally on the Monday morning after the city to casino. He was on
1: the front of the paper.
0: And um, and basically they said, well, you saw him two years ago. My jaw dropped, actually. And it's a realisation that some of the techniques we use, some of the things we use to reassure us that everyone's okay we can do a bit better and the technology in fact the book i've written is about some of the technology we can use to image the heart to give us more clarity and more precision and the reality is if i'd seen that gentleman in 2013 not 2003 10 years later i could have offered him extra imaging extra evaluation of his heart and no one would have been surprised and in fact we may have avoided that problem altogether.
1: Well you've been the first to take on that new technology and to become accredited with it in Tasmania. How does it work?
0: So um, the technology of its own is not a new technology. We use CT scanning but as you're aware mobile phones have got better and better, computers have got better and better and CT scanners have got better and better and so up until only relatively recently we haven't been able to take pictures of the beating heart in a living subject. And it's really only in recent years, Helen, that we can now get beautiful images of someone's beating heart because our technology has improved enough. So the newest the most up-to-date CT scanners allows that chance to look inside and see what the health of the arteries actually is. It's
1: probably most commonly known for looking at a baby's beating heart in utero, isn't it, CT scanning?
0: Uh, no, that's ultrasound. Different. So using sound waves, we're using X-ray. Right. So CAT scan is CT scan um, and we've historically used it for all sorts of things. Mm.
1: And even outside of the doctor's surgery, you certainly go into a lot of detail about, uh, it's not just what the professionals have been doing, but what all of us are doing. Because what sort of statistics do you come up against as far as heart health goes in Australia?
0: So um, there's no question that heart issues are one of the major concerns across the community in terms of mortality, morbidity, suffering to individuals and cost to the community. Um, In fact, I donate my time to the Heart Foundation to try and help in those issues. The reason for writing the book, though, was an understanding that we can be proactive as individuals and ask questions for ourselves. Um, The technology is not mainstream at the moment. It's really on the the horizon of uh, adaptation. There are plenty of doctors who are starting to use it, but it's gradual. And really, my drive for writing the book was to try and empower individuals who really wanted to be ahead of the game themselves, who really um, wanted to choose, for their own reasons, to have a conversation with their GP about whether this sort of testing is appropriate for them or not.
1: Is is having a heart attack, is it a lifestyle disease, for want of a a better term?
0: Well, look, uh, there's no question that we think of it in those terms. And there's no question that if we find lots of people with terrible lifestyle habits who are maybe overweight, maybe elevated blood sugar elevated blood pressure who smoke. this is a group where a higher percentage of people in that group will have a heart attack but the the scary truth is this Helen, and that is that we can take people who look seemingly unremarkable seemingly fit and well or, or really not too much going on and within that group, although it's less likely we can still find people. ...who have a heart attack or a coronary event. And that's the bit that we can do better, in my opinion. And plenty of case studies. Well, this, this really is the sort of person who uh, who I first met in 2003 and then helped in his resuscitation in 2005. This was a gentleman who was running regularly, was not overweight, was generally looking after himself was even on some blood pressure medication.
1: Oh, Dr. Warwick Bishop with you on ABC Radio Hobart and across Tasmania for your afternoon. He's released a book, Have You Planned Your Heart Attack? And is a Tasmanian doctor who is getting the latest technology and lifestyle advice out to help you hopefully plan, well, to not have a heart attack would be the preferable point. This isn't a textbook. You've made this. Uh, it's colourful and it's illustrated and the language is very simple. How strategic is that? Look, um, I really, I got to
0: the stage, Helen, where I realised that the uptake of this technology requires um, gradual change within the medical community. It needs studies and evaluations, and some of those studies are underway, but it will take a little while before they come to place. I also realised that some of the GPs, particularly locally, haven't grown up with this technology, so it's fairly new for them, and there's a learning curve for them. What I actually got to realize was that the person who may be most interested in knowing about this individualization of therapy may be the patient. And look, I'm confronted all the time with people looking up Dr. Google, Mm -hmm. um, knowing everything about everything. And I actually thought, well, if there are motivated people out there, I will give them information, which is really a reflection of the conversations I have with people on a daily basis. Um, So I wrote it for the for the end consumer, for the interested um, individual, the 50-year-old male or his wife who will pick up the book and make him do it. <laughs> um, the way it's written, um, I literally sat down and, and wrote the book um, in the first instance. I invited uh, a publisher to actually give me some feedback on it. And in the nicest possible way, they said, I'm sure this is interesting and some medical students will get out, get something out of it, but don't worry. Don't, don't bother, darling. <laughs> and, um, and I really thought that there was a conversation to be told. So I went back and reworked it. I had that fantastic help for a ghostwriter plus a graphic designer to really try and make it relatable, user-friendly, mm. uh, visually pleasing. And I, I still think there's a real story there to be told.
1: Mm. Dr. Warwick Bishop with you. How controversially has it been received in the medical community, as you say, if there are doctors who aren't uh, as adaptive to the new systems?
0: Yeah, so I'm waiting for some of that feedback because the book's really only been released this week, really, Australia-wide in Amcal and Guardian pharmacies initially, Um, and then in March it'll go into general bookstores. I certainly know that there are cardiologists who are well aligned with the approach that I use, and if you look within the book you'll see Um, supportive uh, statements from some of some of the uh, leading cardiologists in this technology in Australia. What the feedback will be uh, the next couple of weeks will determine it but I've really tried to create an environment of a conversation so that the patient can know what's available, know where it may fit in and then engage their doctor in a conversation. Is this right for me or not? And really I'm not trying to be. Um, I'm not offering something that's not tested. I'm not offering something that's different. I'm really offering that beginning of a conversation. Mm. And the more we talk about coronary disease, the better we are at evaluating the risk, the more awareness we put into it, the sooner we can be proactive and we can put measures in place to prevent the first event.
1: To be offering dietary advice, certainly there's been a, a high profile surgeon in Tasmania who has. Uh, encountered a fair bit of criticism for offering dietary advice and being told he is not qualified to do so. Do you expect to be rebuffed at all for making dietary suggestions as a cardiologist?
0: I don't think I make many dietary suggestions in my book at all. Mm. Um, the... I've stepped away from that. After. Oh, right. I, I, I support particular eating guidelines, which I deal with, with patients on a one-to-one basis. Yep. But this particular publication, I've really not dwelt on eating guidelines at all. I've really dealt with the facts around risk mm-hmm. and how we evaluate risk and how CT imaging has been viewed and where it may fit in for an individual. Literally to try and support that conversation mm-hmm. for a, for an interested or a motivated patient, whether their cholesterol's high, whether there's a family history, whether they just want to get a check out, whether they're having side effects from statins so that those individuals can have enough information to have a meaningful and sensible conversation with their general practitioner. Ultimately, what would you like to see happen in your field? Look, uh, that's a really good question. Uh, At this stage, and in the book you may have, I don't know how closely you've read it, but I've alluded to studies which we really need to validate this in a longitudinal way. That means over time. The problem is we can't scan people and randomise people who appear to be high risk based on their scans into a treatment group and a non-treatment group because suddenly we're disadvantaging the people who we found are high risk and that's not fair. So I'm hoping that time will demonstrate clear registries where we follow people and track them over a period of time where we demonstrate that intervention and knowing what's going on reduces risk and reduces cost, reduces morbidity and once we start to get that, compared to our current best practice, then it would be a, a very sensible thing to be taking up more broadly. And that's when government and guidelines would kick in. At this stage, it's an individual conversation for an individual patient with their GP.
1: Mm. Are, you, are you being invited for some launches on the Big Island?
0: Oh, uh, yeah. I'm fortunate enough to have the opportunity to go up to Brisbane this this weekend to the World Congress of Clinical Lipidology. Where I've been asked to speak, in fact, on this, uh, on this topic, and I'll be launching the book up there. Great. Um, so
1: I should be getting you on the chat show circuit with this. Uh,
0: but this is a chat show, isn't it?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I want some morning television programs calling you up. I want some national programs getting you
0: on. Surely you're probably far better connected at that than me. Yeah, right.
1: We'll talk some more about this in a moment. Dr. Warwick Bishop is with you, Tasmanian cardiologist who has released Have You Planned Your Heart Attack? Uh, Currently, a couple of pharmacies stocking it, but bookstores.
0: You have been listening to another podcast from Dr. Warwick. Visit his website at drwarwickbishop.com for the latest news on heart disease. If you love this podcast, feel free to leave us a review.